Well, hey there, small villains, and welcome back to another episode of Somebody Save Us. Uh, this is a Smallville retrospective podcast where me and my lovely co-host, Paul. That's me. We watch Smallville. We make notes about Smallville. We write jokes about Smallville sometimes uh, that are funny. And then we just kind of talk about it. And it's fun. And it's good. And we have a great time. And we hope everyone else is going to have a great time as well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there have been more times than not where... I've written a joke, and then those are the ones that don't work. Oh, really? It's, it's just the stuff that comes off the top of our head that is the best shit. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, now for me, I of course, I'm very high on myself, and I think that everything I write is solid gold, so I'll still try to forget in everything I ever write down, but you're right. <laughs> top of our head is the best. <laughs> you're like, I wrote this shit down. I'm saying it. That's right. Oh, I'm also like the most humblest person you'll ever meet. I am the most humble. I know everything about humbleness. I am the most humble. You're sounding orange. The Art of the Deal is the best book ever. Believe it. (laughs) Well, did you hear? Did you hear? Just super quick. Did you hear he might finally go to jail? Oh, fuck. I, you know what? I, until he's literally behind <laughs> bars, I don't believe you. I fucking you know don't what? believe even, you. Even, even once he's there, him. even once he's there, I don't believe you. I know. I know. You know what, though? Even if he does go to jail, he's going to like white collar rich person prison, which is essentially just going to be like house arrest in like a condo. <laughs> They're just going to say, <laughs> uh, so you just have to stay at Mar a Lago and you're just not allowed to leave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I have to play putt-putt on my dead wife's grave. Oh, shit. All right, enough about bringing this freaking episode down. Let's stop talking about it. Just to a grinding halt. (laughs) All right, so this episode we cover is episode 20? 20. Okay, it is episode 20. And it is called Witness. Can I get a witness? um alrighty so uh we start this episode off by opening up on a king tut exhibit and oh wait no it's just the talon never mind yeah it's just the talon (laughs) i'll never understand just quick side note the the decor for the talon like i understand it was once a movie theater but why go all egyptian themed yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird choice. Do they ever explain it? I, I, I'm sure, like, there are, like, production notes about why they made this decision, but I've never... I either forgot that mm-hmm. information or never knew it, because it's okay. for me, it's just like, I don't know. They just fucking decided. It's just what they, just really, they, it's just they had really laying around. It. It's what they had yeah. laying around. <laughs> just some random... It was actually the set from The Mummy. I said borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So we've got Clark and Lana. We start off strong with them. Uh, and Clark is. Um, hang on. Sorry. My notes are super messy. Okay. They're talking about the horse riding event, the equestrian event that Lana's mm-hmm. going to be uh, taking part of. And my favorite 
uh, starting line to this is Clark asking or saying to Lana, you know, I really wasn't aware how important this uh, this horse riding show is to you. And I'm like, really, Clark? Lana has been riding horses, uh, you know, since you've known her, apparently. And she rides her horse to your house all the time. And you're stabling a horse. And <laughs> if she was any more attached to horses, she would be a fucking centaur. Right. <laughs> But, hey, Lana, I didn't think riding horses was that important to you. I thought it was your mode of transportation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, they're, they're having their little chat. And then in the background, Chloe comes in just as, like, Lana is, like, resting her hand on Clark's shoulder or elbow or something. It's always at such an awkward moment, too, right? <sighs> it's always during an intimate little touch between the two of them. And she's always, oh, my God. She, okay. I will give Chloe some credit for this episode. She does bring up some valid points that aren't romantically related to Mm -hmm. her situation and how she's feeling. However, Clark is right too in the fact that she constantly looks like, like he's cheating on her. Like she's the hurt like girlfriend, but she's not his girlfriend. And yet every time, you know, she sees him and Lana together, that's how she looks. She looks like, you know, he's falling yeah. in love with another girl while they're currently dating, which is just not the case. Maybe in Chloe's head, it's the case. But and not that's the thing, the like, she comes into this episode just carrying that same Karen energy that she had leaving the last episode. Well, and she just has a like, haircut, so... Well, it's, it's required. It's a requirement. Yeah. But, like, yeah, she she's just, like, very catty right away and just, like, kicks Clark's nuts all over the place about, like, him missing this. Granted, he should have done his fucking article. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Chloe has basically come to rip him a new Kryptonian asshole over missing his deadline. So he's, you know, and he Clark being Clark, he tries to brush it off and tries to play it down. And he's like, well, I'll just get it to you, like, tomorrow night. And she, or tomorrow, she's like, well, that would have been nice, but I needed it tonight. And now, essentially, the lunch menu is just taking up an entire page because like you don't put anyone before lana ever yeah and alana's like i'm uh i'm a head out uh so she she goes back and then like they continue to fight about this and there's like it's almost like clark is waiting for an opportunity to just be like well maybe i should just quit the torch then yeah and then she's like maybe you should and he's like okay thank you for permission Mm -hmm. and just fucks off like it escalates pretty quick to him well, quitting. I mean, the tension between them has been, like, pretty pretty strong, like, almost yeah. this entire season. And it, it really did come to a head, like, when Clark got sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that's kind of when everything kind of boiled over. So I get it. Like, I get where the buildup has come from. But, like, yeah, they're definitely at the point where they're, like, ready to call their 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 for whole friendship quits, really, essentially. So, yeah, yeah we, we basically leave it on that. Like, you know, Chloe's tired of being last on his priority list she tells him such and clark's just like well then fine i just i guess i'll quit all right then yeah so uh, so it's it's nighttime so now we're cutting to um you know a road with some random freaking van on it and then we cut to some dudes and some little alien visitors visitors (laughs) the little green man but instead of (laughs) anal probes they've got crossbows that's right. And they're going to fucking green arrow the shit out of that van with their crossbows. Uh-huh. Um, so essentially they somehow get their crossbow arrows that are tied to ropes into this van and they're able to just fucking flip the thing. Uh-huh. 
just no problem with two of them. Uh-huh. Two little crossbow arrows. Um, and Clark is, uh, you know, pulling up an old rusty. Yeah. And as these thieves are, you know, starting to unload whatever is in this van, of course, Clark tries to come and stop them, be the hero. Unfortunately for Clark, he can't be the hero because those guys try to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. So, like, he, he grabs the guy's arm and he gets mesmerized by his jewelry just long enough to get knocked flying by a door. Yeah. Pretty much. And notices that the, the jewelry is a Smallville High mm-hmm. uh, class ring. So yeah, could be somebody, uh, you know, in the school. So yeah, he goes flying through the air, lands on the ground. At least he's got enough sense um, to x-ray the crap out of these guys. And he notices that the main offender, the one with the class ring that chucked him across the road, yeah. um, it's got a steel plate on his head, in mm-hmm. his head. He's got a plate head. He's a plate head. Yeah, yeah, hammerhead. <laughs> oh man! So then it cuts, and the and it cuts over to the thieves, and they've made off with this huge ass container in what I will call the most inconspicuous fucking getaway vehicle I've ever seen in my life. Fuck! What what is that vehicle? I forgot to Google it. It's one of those freaking half truck, half SUVs, short ass truck bed trucks. It's a Chevy something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, uh, fucking. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it's drum. some sort of shit. Yeah. Oh, maybe that is. No, I don't think it's the tundra. No. But anyways, no. it's it's a we're very Berta here. Yeah. Uh, and um, bright yellow, like yeah. bright bumblebee yellow. <laughs> it's very inconspicuous. They'll never be caught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so Clark's just kind of left, and we cut to the credits. Yeah. Same so time. anyways i don't know where Cher fits into it but she's always there (laughs) (laughs) the song (laughs) oh oh Oh, man all right so now we cut we cut to the barn and we've got Mm. uh dk and clark and they're just kind of lightly discussing what had happened and daddy kent is berating clark for not sticking around for the cops well yeah he's he's not yeah he's not she's like do you not remember what Sheathan did to me last episode? Sheathan. <laughs> That's the name now for fucking ever in a day. Sheathan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. Do you not freaking remember? We've all had enough of Sheathan for the rest of the season. I've had enough of her already. Yeah. She was only in one episode. Um, so yeah, so then Clark just kind of mentions, you know, oh, hey, I saw the guy. How, he had a ring on his hand. I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, you know, a Smallville, you know, class ring. Student, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, we cut to the high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know. I feel like since the middle of this season, Pete and Chloe, for the most part, have almost dismissed every suspicion or theory that Clark has up until it's essentially like proven Too in late. front of their yeah. eyes. Yeah. Because now Pete and Clark are talking and Pete totally brushes this class ring off saying, oh, you know, the guy could have totally been like, he's he might have already former graduated student. for all you know. Yeah. yeah, former student, right? So Clark, come on, you're just reading too much into it. Like, Pete, how often has Clark been wrong? Not <laughs> often enough. Person. Not often no. enough. Not enough for as much as you and freaking Chloe doubt him all the time. But anyways, so 
Clark, he's not convinced, um, but he gets sidetracked for a moment by a little, a little smiley doe-eyed Lana who's walking by, and mm-hmm. Pete, Pete kind of comments about you know how things are going out in Lana Land, and Clark, of course, is brushing it off he's like has nothing to do with me um henry smalls and his wife are going to come watch lana at the equestrian show um that's all she's happy about um so as he's but as he's talking about it like you can see as pete and clark are having this conversation he's constantly like darting his eyes around he's x-raying the fuck out of everybody Uh (laughs) against there with no permission and then (laughs) he x-rays yeah everybody's just getting cancer yeah right (laughs) Oh, God. Um, and so, yeah, he x-rays uh, Goo Andy's bro. Yeah, it's fucking Brad from... Uh! <laughs> oh, God. Uh! Brad, Brad's here. Brad's here. <laughs> and he's playing for baseball for the Smallville has. And yep. Pete mentions that he's now just the biggest school sports star that's ever existed. Um, it doesn't really go further than that because now we cut to the baseball field. And... Brad, you, we see Brad. That's what he is in this. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember he's what Brad. his actual fucking yeah. name is. Yeah. yeah. So we see Brad, and he's all dressed up in his little baseball outfit, but he's huffing. On he's this hitting this vape. This fucking. He's hitting this vape hard. <laughs> I called it the Nickelodeon slime inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting slimed on the inside. Yeah. And uh, and before he's coming up to bat, yeah, he takes this hit from the inhaler, and now. Buddy's just hitting home runs that are legit flying over the fence and creating like fucking craters in the yeah. ground. So apparently what this does is it doesn't just make him super strong. It makes him good at baseball and it also makes baseballs heavy enough to penetrate the earth. Oh yeah, yeah. This is very special Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Clark and Pete are just like watching him from beyond the fence, and uh, Pete mentions that it's thanks to Brad's um, athleticism that Smallville High now has all these big corporate sponsorships, and they bought the you know the team new whatevers and baseball bats and I don't know freaking everything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. and it's really put their team on the map. And you know Brad used to be used to suck enough, shit. Used to suck shit in Little League. Don't know how, how he got so good in, in baseball now. It must be all that hard work and dedication. <coughs> <coughs> and Nickelodeon slime. Steroids. Uh, Steroids. <laughs> Steroids. And yeah, even Clark. Clark's like, eh, I don't know. This seems a little bit like maybe he's getting some help. And Clark, th- or Pete's like, well, you mean like some performance enhancers? And of course, Clark's like, oh, something like that. No, no, don't really know yet. Yeah. And like, eventually Brad like sees Clark and Pete standing there and he kind of like, he, he fucking calls his shot. Like he's fucking. Right. <laughs> right. And so thank God for those freaking corporate sponsorships. Cause Brad just hucks a baseball right into the freaking scoreboard and breaks it. Breaks the shit out of it. And no one cares. No one's like, hey, Brad, you got to pay for it. Like, no one bats an eye because yeah. he's the big star. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Um, all right. Now we're cutting to the mansion. Yeah. And Lex, Lex entering his, of course, the one room to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> and Lionel is waiting above in the library. Mm-hmm. And as Lex walks in, you know, Lionel, oh, hey, son, you know, what's up? <laughs> you think he would never, ever fucking go up there again since the last time he went up there, he got fucking shot. 
No way, man. Lionel's a man with no fear. He doesn't give two shits. He care. <laughs> no, he would be the man with no fear if he still couldn't see. Oh, oh, damn. That's a daredevil joke, you see. <laughs> All right. Lionel claims he's only there to congratulate Lex on his engagement, but uh-huh. come on. We all know better. We're she, not stupid. She doesn't even know her name. Right? I was going to say, for someone who's so happy for his son and wants to congratulate him, Lionel doesn't even know or remember Dr. Bryce's name. Now, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Um, I never remember Dr. Bryce's first name either, but I'm like not, you know, Lex isn't my kid, so I don't care. <laughs> my, my only reason I can is because her name is Helen, and I always think of like the family guy thing where it's like, damn it, Helen. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, maybe that'll help you remember from yeah. now on. No, well, she's Dr. No. Bryce. Yeah. Um, so now Lex, uh, of course, calls his little bluff and he says, are you sure it has nothing to do with what I read in my very credible news source at the high school newspaper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, Chloe has written an article on the front page of the torch and it talks about a Luther Corp truck being hijacked and stuff being stolen. And we'll get to this later because I have a thing at the end of the episode, a hypothesis of sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, notice how... Lionel's eyes dart down to the article and it kind of closes up on who wrote the article. Yeah. Yep. Right? Okay. So we'll set that aside for now. Um, and Lionel, like all of us, on almost every episode that this happens, laughs at his source. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how credible it really is, I mean, really, come on, Lex, the fucking high school newspaper. Like, does yeah. Smallville not have an actual newspaper? well it does i think it's like the gazette or something like that but like yeah like marathorpe had a newspaper like uh come on like jesus (laughs) at least pick that up god so anyways um lex of course is fact checking and asks asks uh lionel what exactly he was packing in that van and lionel of course is accusing lex on the DL, you know, he's like, well, yeah. you know, how do I know it wasn't you that did it? And they play their stupid little fucking game of back and forth accusatory bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> not even like three minutes have gone by and Lionel's like, well, I'm out. Good luck to you and that person you're seeing. Bye. Like, yeah, <laughs> still can't remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Gosh. good luck to you. And I don't know. Fuck it. And he just walks yeah. away. Um, is a drive-by insulting. Yeah. <laughs> he at least leaves through the same door he, he entered. That's time. true. He didn't go through the weird magic side door. Well, because this time, he either does one of two things. He's either in a... He's already already there and puts down a book to go make himself a drink, or he walks in one door and then out the other door. Like, yeah. without, without stopping moving. Like, he just walks <laughs> slowly through the room and out the other door. I'm convinced that the Luther Mansion is probably just full of tons of secret tunnels and weird little accesses. It's probably a lot like that freaking murder house that guy built years ago, and there's probably just hundreds of dead people in the walls. It's just an Ouroboros. It's yeah. like a single hallway with one room. It's basically just it's basically just PT. But, oh no! But, but it's just one room, and the oh, one shit. door just goes in the other door. Like it's yeah. <laughs> And there's a crazy person behind you. Yeah. Um, like, so there's the only thing I put for the next scene, because at least like for like the first part of it, 
I don't think there's anything there. It's just Lana and Henry. Yeah, and it's essentially. Just, yeah, they just have yeah. a little chat about yeah. the thing, and she invites him to the to the equestrian show, um, but uh, it's pretty clear that Jennifer will not be attending. Uh, yeah, and so you know, of course, that makes Lana pretty sad that Lon- that Jennifer's not accepted her, and Henry just asks Lana to like give her some more time, which is like, I mean, it's understandable. I try to see it from Jennifer's point of view. I mean, there's a new child even though it's not like a young child it's still like a new member of the family and i mean but at the same time it's not like he cheated on her or anything like that like this was from a previous relationship before he ever knew his now wife yeah so i don't know i kind of feel like jennifer's a bit of a crotchety old bitch but that's just my opinion well, especially <laughs> later like when she gets oh, yeah. was not yeah not on my good side her and gill deserve each other honestly gill uh okay so now we cut back to the torch and clark is there with pete even though he just quit for some reason mm-hmm. um and he's now found out that uh brad was at one time a straight a student with honors in chemistry mm-hmm. and uh pete likes to mention that old stereotype you know well you can't get laid from being a nerd so you know mm-hmm. you gotta be a, a jock yeah um so Clark kind of mentions, well, this article, you know, says there was a big lab explosion at the summer chem camp last <laughs> last year. Yeah. And it looks like that must be where he got the plate in his head. Yeah. Chemistry camp. No, it's probably because his dad has like a cable access, like tool show. And, you know. <laughs> he was trying to fix something in Brad's room one time and a freaking beam came crashing down. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he souped up his race car bed too much. <laughs> oh, side note, just super, super quick. Do you know what I'm watching right now? I'm binge watching is the Santa Claus and all the movies because now oh, yeah. there's a mini series on Disney Plus. Oh, shit. Yeah, I do remember uh, no. hearing about that. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Uh, back to the show. So now um, Chloe comes in and now Pete has found out that Clark actually quit. Yeah. Um, because in Clark's words, Clark is such a dick. I'm sorry. In this situation, he's being an asshole. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I had to quit because apparently I can't be counted on. No, Clark, not apparently. Just quite obviously in every sense of the word. No, you cannot be counted on in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to anything but Lana, like, honestly. Well, he, and that's the thing is he baits her into a fight the same way, like, he did with Lana early, with with Lana present earlier, and Pete's just like, I'm out. And then, yeah. like, he doubles down. Like, he keeps, like, he's like, you know, it really does seem to be more about Lana than anything. And she's just like, you know what? Maybe uh, we should just stop hanging out. He's like, whoa just grab i guess we yeah right like you say in your, exact, yeah exactly though but he egged her on the uh-huh. whole time and mm-hmm. so like he freaking got what he was asking for essentially is like the end of their friendship so just to call it kaputs yeah um so she either she fucked off or clark fucks off doesn't really matter because now we cut down to the baseball field and brad's cruising by in his little mustang <laughs> and clark goes after him mm-hmm. now we cut to uh it's like smallville's weird... it's like smallville's <laughs> used hubcap district yeah i called it the smallville smelters <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't read the sign i there's a little sign on that quonset and i couldn't read it after smallville it was just gobbledygook mm. so yeah. anyways that's where brad's going 
Um, he pops in there and we see uh, the getaway truck, that nice bright yellow bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And Brad's little buds are cooking up some crypto meth. Yeah, and like, uh, this is like another instance of where he's just like, why is he like, so he's he's showing up here to like take over working on this place and he has to just take a hit of that vape. Oh yeah, well, you know, it to... gives him super science speed and strength, super science strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know why he took a hit of the vape. I guess obviously it was just trying to... Maybe solidify the fact that that's what he was making easier to work with an open flame when you're uh like impervious to heat maybe i don't know i guess i mean i know that i do my best sciencing when i'm high as balls so I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just cooked yeah i'm sure that's what bill nye did before every single episode so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway so of course Clark gets caught by these lackeys and Brad roughs him up and then they just fucking yeet him right into the big old furnace. Uh-huh. And I thought <laughs> I thought this was going to be one of those stupid like plot hole things where like Clark was going to come out the other side of it and like just have like a little bit of singe on his clothes because his clothes are yeah. like very inconsistent whether they're invincible or not. But yes. he comes out naked. He does, and a little bit of uh, weltering, sweltering boils on his face from the heat, because mm-hmm. he's obviously been affected by the open, exposed kryptonite. Yeah. Um, so luck, okay, and then here's where I get a little confused. So mm-hmm. when they yeet him into the fucking furnace, then they take their supplies and they leave. Mm-hmm. But do you notice that there is still that one green glowing fucking vial right next to the furnace of like what I assume is still liquid kryptonite. Yeah. So to me, I mean, maybe that was only just enough to make it. So Clark got a little bit singed and bubblied a bit, Mm -hmm. but like, to me, I'm like, that should have affected him like way more. Like we should have at least seen. So I I wanted to see some skin melting. I mean, honestly, I I wanted to see some, some fucked up shit. And especially considering it's refined. So you'd think it's more pure or stronger or whatever. Because other times though, there's been times where he's had to be really, really close to it for it to affect him. Like times where somebody's had to put like a rock in his pocket or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but yeah, this is like bars of that shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those times where it's kind of like that Game of Thrones episode where the Starbucks coffee cup was in there. They probably just forgot to take that out of the scene. Uh, it, well, it, it, clearly, it clearly said Starbucks on it. So it was just yeah. like a... <laughs> it's product placement for the yeah. Game of Thrones spinoff of the Starbucks. Yeah. yeah Starbucks. <laughs> oh, man. So we cut to the farm. Clark returns in some like mechanics clothes and the parents are like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Clark, why are you wearing mechanics clothes? Did you so, take a job? Yeah. Are you finally going to help out? Um, Daddy Kent and Mama Kent, they ask him what happened. And he doesn't, you know, Clark is still, you know, kind of gives him the details, but he still doesn't want to get the police involved because, you know, Sheathen is just a waste of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daddy Kent's got a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A devious idea. But then so- it's so fucking dumb because Sheathen goes and arrests him on the baseball field and Clark is just standing there like a smug dickhead. I know, right? <laughs> With that shit-eating grin that he likes to put on sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so obviously now we know Brad's going to die. So, I mean, because now he knows Clark's invincible. He knows he's an alien of some kind. Yeah. Um. 
Even though we don't, I don't think we ever get caught. We don't, we don't see that he dies. We don't see any of that. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't understand that. So, anyways, so the reason that he gets arrested is because there was, so what Sheathan says is that the truck driver came to, here's where I am like, "Mm." so the truck driver came to enough to describe who robbed him mm-hmm. who, who who flipped the vehicle and they searched his locker and they found the green alien mask mm-hmm. so let's all just remember again make a note for down the road according to Sheathan, the truck driver came to just long enough and that's what she told brad mm-hmm. that that's what happened okay mm-hmm. so anyways brad gets in the squad car sees clark he's gonna die later or something bad's gonna happen because now he knows clark's invincible yeah um cut to the town at where chloe and lana are just like bugging around in her little Volkswagen mm-hmm. Beetle. And uh, Chloe's kind of telling Lana about her and Clark's friendship being on this like indefinite hiatus. And Lana, of course, I just, oh, I just absolutely love the cringy high school factor of this. Mm-hmm. Lana's not stupid. Lana yeah. knows it has to do with her. This is yeah. all about her, but she can't help herself. And she's like, is there anything I can do to help? And Chloe's silence says everything. Where she's Chloe, basically Chloe's like, well, you is- could, Chloe's like, well, you could fall off a fucking cliff. <laughs> exactly. You could just fucking die, fall off the face of the earth. But like, she says it in like her nice non, you know, her mm-hmm. nice sisterly way, right? Mm-hmm. So she's no big deal. And this is where Lana sees Jennifer, Henry Small's wife, leaving a shop with a man, and she gives him a very brief little kiss on the mouth. I don't. I won't say lips because it's not like yeah. she puckered back. Yeah. yeah. But there was definitely like she gave him a little kiss on the mouth. Yeah. Um, so those two part ways, and Jennifer starts walking across the crosswalk. Of course, she sees Lana. Lana sees her. Now they know what's up. Yep. Um, and they freaking cut to the chase on this right fucking quick because we mm-hmm. cut to the Talon with Lana, and Jennifer comes up to speak with her and basically says, "This man is my friend, and he's also my divorce attorney." and people and people kiss their divorce attorneys all the time well i mean you got to get ready for the next one so Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so she can't handle henry's fixation on lana um she lana's all he ever talks about now and he's obsessed and blah 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 and so she essentially is like admitting defeat um so childish Right? I was like, what the F? I'm like, I'm not like a part of the situation, but like seriously, the freaking um the the man has missed out on like 18 years of his daughter's life. Didn't even know she existed. I think he's entitled to a little bit of obsession for a little bit. Well, and they they touched on this in one of the early episodes that him and Jennifer also have children, but that the children are in boarding school and it yeah. was implied or at least it was it was sort of gently implied at that time it was because he can't deal with them being around i think it's because she has to 100 percent all of the time be the center of attention and so she so she sent the kids to boarding school yeah (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised and she does say too like he gets easily like 
fixated on something. I mean, mm-hmm. then she said that then he drops it when he gets bored, but like he fixates on stuff, which I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. But again, yeah. yeah, kids are in boarding school. He now has a kid in town, like obviously, and a kid that he has missed out on her entire fucking childhood. Like, yes, of course he is going to want to obsess a little bit about this daughter, like the doy. And so again, like leaving Lana to feel like an absolute fucking bag of dicks. Like mm-hmm. I just, you know, she's just destroyed a family essentially is what she thinks. She's just destroyed a family. Yeah. Just by existing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. cut to the hospital and Chloe has come to get an interview with this truck driver. Um, which he's still very much obviously unconscious. So she does mm-hmm. what every, you know, self-respecting person does. She snaps a photo of him. Yeah, selfies. <laughs> yeah, little selfie. Um, and Lionel is just kind of skulking off on the side there. Yeah. Um, Visiting an employee. Visiting yeah, just, a sick employee. He's a very concerned CEO for employee number 57824-3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he kind of brushes off the mystery of his missing industrial material as you know, cause Chloe's kind of asking like, well, what was in the van? What was so important? Um, Chloe presses though, and basically says like someone went through a lot of trouble to just steal some random industrial supplies. Yeah. And Lionel basically just gives her the big old middle finger and just kind of fucks off. <laughs> like, well, cause that's the thing is like when, when they're in the room together, he makes some comment about, uh like she's just surprised that he knows who she is and she's he's just like oh, i've 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 followed your work and then he leaves the room and i think just her getting a little bit of a confidence boost there is what causes her to then sh- she basically pursues him down the hallway as they continue yeah. their conversation right but yeah, yeah he just he's a master at stonewalling like he's media trained obviously like he's oh, not going to let absolutely. anything out that doesn't need to be let out and so but this is the moment where he's just like okay she's gotten a little too close to this yeah yeah so he's he's trying to get away as quick as he can and he just kind of like you say stonewalls brushes it off as she's making it out to be more than what it actually is mm-hmm. so now we cut over to the talon and clark's come to see lana yeah. And he tells her how he got a little bit roughed up and how he was just kind of, you know, he's like, oh, it's not a huge deal. It was like wrong, wrong place, place, wrong, wrong place. time kind of, yeah, situation. Mm-hmm. So Lana kind of tells Clark how she can relate and she tells him about the whole Jennifer situation. And Clark, you know, says what I'm sure everybody would think at that moment is like, well, you've got to tell Henry because like, yeah. you know, it, he deserves to know. Like if you know, he deserves to know. Yeah. Um, so that they can, you know, try and, and reconcile or make things better. Lana then tells him, you know, hey, you know, take your own advice and fix fix the shit with, with Chloe. Yeah. Um, and Clark tries to say that, you know, it's it's different. Um, and, um, hang on. Oh, okay. So I wrote a note here about how I was going to talk about how Lana always acts like she doesn't understand their their tension and their arguments but like deep down she really does know it's yeah. all about her yeah um <laughs> but whenever she talks to clark she always looks like she doesn't understand even though she clearly does understand like, yeah it's, it's i don't know it's just direction sense. it's just it's just how the show is directed it's very of its time and like the characters 
are sometimes dumber than we actually have been proven that they are. Like they're smarter than they are, but they're written to be idiots at times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like she's aware that she's in this like weird little love triangle. And I mean, she's friends with Chloe and living with Chloe, but she's also friends with Clark. And I guess in law, in Lana's defense, like what is she supposed to do? Cause she can't, she can't change people's feelings about her and she can't change who she is. And the same with Clark and same with Chloe, they can't change the scenario. And the fact that they've all been friends together for so long. Yeah. It's hard to kind of change that dynamic, but like, I don't know at the same time, I'm kind of like, fuck, this has just like gone on for way. Like it's only been two seasons, but God damn, it's gone on for way too long. It really has (laughs) way too long. Um, anyways, so um, either way, you know, she tells Clark that, you know, he's got to fix it because um, him and Chloe have just like been friends forever. And that's just what Clark Kent does. He fixes stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. It basically, he just, yeah. I mean, it, it really is just like, well, they're just going to have to keep circling this wagon because like Chloe and Clark ha- can't stop being friends in this episode. Like, no. it's just not yeah. how it, can, it can't go that way. No, um, doesn't make for good writing. No. No. Half semi good writing. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we cut over to the Smallville uh, jail, I guess. Yeah. And we see Brad, and he's kind of like, oh no, I think we see Lex first. He comes waltzing down the hall. Well, we see. We see Brad. Oh. He's in his cell. He sits up, yes. and we see the silhouette of a bald head. Right. In the shadow. <laughs> And we all know who the bald head belongs There's to. There's only one bald guy in Smallville. But that's right. Um, and Lex essentially is just pretty much offering Brad a freebie to get out of jail free. little mm-hmm. get out of jail free card. Um, as long as Brad can tell Lex what was in the truck. Yeah, they just got to scratch each other's backs on this Yeah. One. Um, he's like, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a friend and I think either now, either Brad's kind of like, I'll think about it. Cause I know he doesn't get released right away. Lex leaves. Um, well, it, it, they, it really does hang on like that thing where like Lex is about to leave. And then he's like, presuming I know what you're talking about, what's in it for me. And then it just cuts to Lex doing that kind of slow smile and then it cuts yes. away. So we don't actually know at that moment. That Brad's actually How it went out. down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so then we cut over to the school, and for some odd reason, the torch has just been like completely fucking trashed. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking desks broken in half and a huge ass hole punched through the wall. A support, a support beam snapped in half. <laughs> like absolute fucking destruction. And presumably, you know, all of this happened. Uh, during school hours where people could have heard this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We're assuming this Probably all happened. Not. Like, it had know, to have like, happened at night. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess, yeah, this is like next day or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got Chloe and she's just kind of standing amongst the carnage and Clark has obviously come to try to like, you know, say apologize and try to make amends. And Chloe's now venting about how you know, this was her safe haven. This is where she could, this is the one place she could always count on when everything else in the world and everyone in it let her down. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wants Clark to get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, She's too upset for him to try to do this right now. 
yeah, yeah, understandably so. She's pretty, she's pretty pissed. Um, so Clark tries to go after her, and then freaking Brad confronts him, mm-hmm. and he essentially just like knows more about Clark's secret, and he tells Clark that you know, oh, I hope for your sake nothing bad happens to your parents. <gasps> oh. Clark so. <laughs> sprints home and he finds his parents have been like barn crucified. Yeah, they're just they've just been murdered. Uh and that's the end of the show. The credits yeah, roll. Bye, roll. Bye everybody. Great episode. Clark, Clark a wonderful goes, Somebody save us. Clark yeah, Clark just goes fucking full homelander. Just yeah. fucking <laughs> He just freaking sears Brad's skull and just goes on a rampage. Um but in Smallville reality, he of course you know, he gets them down. They've been just kind of pinned up by some like random spare parts. Um, so we've got Daddy Kent and Clark and the, the next little cut and they're in the barn and they're just kind of cleaning things up. Um, luckily, Mommy Kent, as she is pregnant, she's only suffered a couple of cuts and bruises. Now, at this point, Clark has like definitely had enough and he tells Daddy Kent that he just wants them to get away for a bit while all of this kind of blows over mm-hmm. but of course daddy kent's huge bulging ego, ego. <laughs> <clears throat> won't allow it won't allow it um you know he's trying to say you know i've never i've never run away from a fight i've never backed down from anything in my life clark i'm a man <laughs> i'm and, a man man <laughs> oh, man and uh you know but of course, he finally kind of concedes and he says, okay, well, I'll take your mom to Metropolis to see the doctor and we'll stay with, with Papa with pop, 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 pop. for a few days. Um, he says, you know, he would feel so much better if, if Clark was going to be with him. And, of course, Clark is like, well, I can't. I just can't. I got I to gotta take care of the business here. Asses right? to gotta, kick. That's right. I got to beat the shit out of some assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clark really just, like, wastes no freaking time. He's clearly heard about how Brad got out of jail mm-hmm. and he goes to basically confront Lex about bailing out Brad. Well, yeah. Cause like when Brad runs into Clark, he brags about having friends in high places and Clark's like goes to Lex. And he's like, why the fuck did you let him out of jail? Right. Yeah. Um, so Lex of course immediately goes on the defensive with Clark until Clark tells Lex what happened to his parents. That's got Lex, you know, all the fucking red flags now up in his head. Oh my God, are your parents okay? Like, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. So Lex admits that, uh, you know, he let Brad out for information, but Brad gave his security detail the slip by basically being the shit out of Lex's security guard. Yeah. And then Brad just like went missing. I guess Lex didn't think about looking at the high school, but you know. Yeah. But not, uh, not Meachman though. Cause Meachman, uh, is dead. R. Oh yeah. No, he's RIP rich, yeah. rich Meachman. Reachman. Reachman. RIP reach around. Um, <laughs> <he> was- <laughs> well, and that's the name of the episode. <laughs> R.I.P. Reach Around. <laughs> For no reason. People will have to listen to the episode to find out why it's called that. That's right. <laughs> Shit. Um, so he was, Lex was hoping to get answers about Lionel's meteor rocks uh, or where more of them might be. And Clark essentially sums up that Brad has to have a connection inside of Luther Corp so that he knows when things are being transferred. Um, 
So Lex's idea is to put out a fake tip about a shipment, and now he's going to deal with it. Clark, of course, is like, uh, fuck no, I'm going to help you out. And Lex is like, uh, fuck no, this is my shit to deal with and my mess. I'm going to handle it. Um, Clark tries to say, like, well, I've I've seen what he can do. And Lex is like, yeah, but I'm bald and rich, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and, but it, this is—it's such a weird thing because like they agreed to like lay a trap for him, and then in the next scene where Lex is in the middle of a phone call with somebody when Clark knocks him unconscious, like <laughs> just kissing the fucking wall up too, like holy I've shit. Played played enough stealth games to know that if you knock out the guy while he's still on the radio, the person on the other side of the radio is going to send a search team to find right. out what happened. We've all played Metal Gear Solid. We all yeah. know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, so after uh, Clark wallops Lex, Brad shows up and wallops the truck driver and steals the van. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brad drives it to some, like, trucking or shipping yard of some sort. It's really not clear where he is, but it doesn't really matter. He and his lackeys are now about to, like, unlock the van to steal the shit and essentially switch it out. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm sure Luther's got this van bugged or tracked or whatever. And Clark just fucking <laughs> Clark Supply, Bush, yes. Surprise motherfucker. <laughs> Supplies motherfucker. <laughs> Rude as motherfucker. Large fries motherfucker. <laughs> All rise motherfucker. Oh god. And and so Clark ends up surrounded, you know, uh by three dudes with big old pipes. Yeah. But then he like Clark goes into his own head and like there's like the like fade in of of Daddy Kent over his shoulder being like, Remember, you have powers. Yeah. <laughs> Remember who you are. <laughs> Human fosses. <laughs> Uh, how James Earl Jones get into this? Um, so yeah, Clark is like, oh yeah, I can do other stuff. And so he heat visions some fucking pipes loose from mm-hmm. the ceiling. He takes out one guy. It's got him all spooked. So he super speeds and beats this other guy up and wraps another pipe around him and shoves mm-hmm. him around. And then, uh, you know, the, the fight is actually quite quick because then Brad just essentially picks up a huge ass fucking concrete block and- yeah and like the way the way the way that clark kind of warns him as he's picking it up over his head i thought what was going to happen is like his strength was going to fail and as he was going to get his head caved in or something <laughs> right oh man but no no clark clark he's all good and yeah he tries to warn him not to do it of course brad doesn't listen he does it and then clark just fucking punts him into the wall yeah ko yeah, R.I.P. Brad. Yeah, and like that's the thing. That's the, really the last we see of it. Like the situation right. is just out of hand. We assume that uh, he's just locked up in some like Arkham Asylum style place where like, yeah, he can talk about these, the powers that this kid has. Um, <laughs> but honestly, if I'm remembering this right, and it could just be like wishful thinking, but I think in the episode where Guandi comes back, him and Brad are together. No, stop it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
fuck? Okay, well, I I can't. I want to watch that episode. Okay, I can't wait for that episode now. So many home improvement references and sound effects will be in that episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit! So that's the end of that. That's the end of Brad. Like you mm-hmm. say, we have no fucking clue what happens to him. We don't know if he goes yep. to jail, if he died, if he's in a freaking permanent coma. We have no fucking clue. All we know is that they've got all the vials of the cryptomath and Pete is burying it in the forest. Yep. It's buried in the woods for a bear to yep. find and become like That's a crypto bear. A <laughs> super bear. Um, but do you notice how when they walk away, the camera just kind of stays, stays on there. the burial site? Yeah, it lingered a little too long for my liking. So I don't know if the cryptometh is going to like make a comeback in the future or not. But yeah, I watched, like they, gonna... they buried it, but it's going to get into the water table and like. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's just going to have crazy ass powers and it's just mm-hmm. going to be a freaking town of Superman. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so we cut to the mansion. Clark's come to see Lex, and Clark tries to just like congratulate him. He's like, "Hey!" And they have a toast. They have a toast over a glass of orange juice. <laughs> um, I'm sure Lexus probably has a little vodka in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's got a mimosa going for sure. That's right. He's probably still got a massive headache from when Clark freaking punted his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So he, so Clark's like, oh, hey, so congratulations. Looks like your plan worked. And Lex is like, well, you know, I wish I could take the congrats, but I wasn't the one to pull it off. And then he tells uh, tells Clark that mysteriously, those crypto meth vials are all missing. Mm-hmm. And Clark tries to play into it. Like now we're kind of back at that, like being super suspicious Lex. And yeah. Clark tries to play into it being like, well, do you have any idea who could have taken it? And Lex just kind of gives his Michael Rosenbaum suspicious, sexy smile, and he's like, mm, "I've got my suspicions." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Ian Clark up suspiciously. Yeah, and then we get the the capper on like the Lana and Henry Small story. Yeah, so she gets uh, she takes Clark takes Clark's advice, and she invites Henry after hours at the Talon, and. You know, she try she tries to softball it initially, mm-hmm. and she tries to say, like, you know what, you got to spend some more time with Jennifer. And you know, Henry tries to brush it off by saying, you know, things between us aren't aren't really that bad. Like, what what the hell? And then Lana drops the big old D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she spills the T and drops the D. <laughs> <laughs> She so she tells him, yeah, she's getting a divorce attorney, man. Like you got to fix some shit, and she wants Henry to spend more time with her. Just no fucking exceptions. Go spend some time with your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, when um, what? Okay, so what floored me about this scene is like, you know, Henry was so desperate to like be close with Lana, you know, this new daughter, spending all this time with her, so obsessed with her. She's like, no, you ha- we got to put pump the brakes. You got to, I'm always going to be here. You got to go fix your marriage, spend some time with your wife. He mm. just leaves. Yeah, he yeah. He doesn't hug her. She's crying. Like, he's clearly upset. He doesn't show any affection. He's just like, okay, well, bye, Felicia. Later. <laughs> yeah, Thanks he's just like. Shitty coffee. Like, well, he's like, he's like, uh, like, shell shocked, kind of. Because he just found out, he just found out that he's gonna be getting the D. Oh no! And normally he is the one giving the D. Mm-hmm. 
and he's not sure how he feels about getting the D. I don't know. Jennifer seems like the type that likes to do a little pegging of her own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much episode title shit in there. God. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, poor Lana <sighs> is just, like, falling the fuck apart. I feel so bad for Lana in yep. this episode. I, You know, my heart totally bled for her. It was, it was very sad to see that happen, but... Who cares? Because now we're just going to cut on back to the farm and Clark is back to choring. Yeah. And like, I was like, wow. It's like, because I, I, I like, I was just sort of thinking, like feeling like the episode was coming to an end. I'm like, are we actually going to like have like a Daddy Kent and like Clark final scene of the episode? Uh, and then Lana shows up and I'm like, ah, fuck, I guess rules are rules. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> huh? Well, I don't want that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, way bigger than, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's right. Rules are rules. Um, so Clark just automatically assumes that she's there to ride the horse. <laughs> the horse. Yeah, yeah sickos, the horse. Um, Lana tells him that, you know, now she's really not sure about participating. And she tells him what happened with her talk with Henry. Um, she asks about Chloe and Clark and he tells her about their little chat when the torch got freaking torched and, uh, Lana just kind of is like, well, you know, things will work out. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so Clark just, he turns the conversation back to her and he says, you know, the only person, you know, the, the person who's really going to miss out on the horsey thing is the horse, you know, Don- Donatello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the horse Donatello. Um, he's really gonna miss strutting his stuff, and he does now, machines. Like he, he, he. The only other thing he has to look forward to is doing machines. That's right, exactly. So if he can't do machines, he's got to strut his stuff. And Lana basically says, "Okay, well, you know, if you, when you put it like that, I guess I have to go." And besides, there is still someone special that's coming. And Clark just kind of smiled, like kind of like laughs a little bit and then she's yeah. like you're, you're still coming right clark and oh he's like oh i'm coming <laughs> all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh god um so now we just kind of cut to the torches a little quick thing and here i'm gonna get to now remember back at the beginning i was talking about the thing with chloe and or the thing with the torch paper and lionel noticing who wrote the article okay here we go. So now we're at the torch and Chloe's starting to kind of clean shit up and Lionel appears and he mentions that, you know, he, he kind of mentions about Brad being the one responsible for, you know, trashing the place. But Chloe says, well, no, he denied like ever doing this. And it's weird. Well, like, he didn't, because... he didn't deny it, but he, or did he deny it? Or did no, he, he did. So, so okay. he, so what she says is he fully admitted to everything mm-hmm. except trashing the torch. She's like, but he said he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So she's like, why would he admit to everything else but lie about this? That makes no sense. Um, so now, you know, Lionel again. This is I how think Lionel he's trying to. I think he's trying to put a fire out here because, again, he knows Chloe is smart and can put two to do, two and two together. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a donation to the high school and I'm yeah. going to demand that they improve, you know, they fix, nay, improve the journalism department. Yeah. Um, but that's the Lionel Luther playbook. He comes in to rescue someone after yeah. causing 
what happened. Yeah. Yeah, throw, throw some money at it and they'll shut up, right? Like, that's how the world works. So, you know, Chloe, she's not stupid. And she does, like, say, like, not to look a gift horse in the mouth, but, like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lionel just kind of chalks it all up to say, like, you know, she's got a unique view. And just like him, she's after the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sweetens the pot just to try to get her, like, to stop asking so many questions by, like, dangling a column in the Daily Planet. Yes, because he's got his little connections, right? So he's like, yeah, a little little column and, you know, kind of leaves it at that. He gives her his card and then he just kind of freaking pieces out. So here's my question or my theory about this is like, did he freaking do the torch trashing? Like, I think he did. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right? He saw the thing with Chloe, saw that her article about, you know, the thing, and then he trashed the newspaper. But then is he just hoping to control her now with this, like, little... Okay. All right. So that's what I I chalked it up to. Let's just say that there is a Chloe Lionel storyline in season three. Oh, God. Did they get it on? No, 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 no. Slipper the D. I think he might try, but... Uh, oh god damn it no 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 but actually i was gonna say uh, like uh, like a thing that i noticed because chloe like tends to wear a lot of like sharp or bright colors Mm -hmm. and in this scene she was wearing kind of the same wardrobe she normally does but it was more like subdued darker colors and it was like almost like she was like going to the dark side she was well. She was in mourning. Yeah. For her, for her beloved torch. Yeah. And, but you're right. Yeah. A little bit of like going. Well, I mean, she's got the Karen haircut, so she mm. kind of has no choice at this point. Yep. She's slowly transitioning. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's it. That that's the show, folks. That's the episode. The credits roll. And um. So one thing that I noticed. Um. So the uh. Who are the writers? Alfred Go and is it Mark Milner or Mark Miller? Miles like Miles Miller. They're they're like the creator. They're like the executive producers. And they also did Wednesday. Yep. And also the uh, one of the people who has directed most like a lot of Smallville episodes, James Marshall. He was yeah. the director of almost all the episodes of Wednesday as well. Um, that's I'm why to the, Wednesday got better. Wednesday. <laughs> extremely feels very smallville at times to a certain extent but i will say at least they've improved enough that they they tied up a lot of loose ends on wednesday at Mm -hmm. the very end yeah like there was no questioning for the most part what happened to who unless they were just you know leading it up for the cliffhanger for the end of the season right like you know there there was no question about this villain or that person or you know if this person Mm -hmm. actually died or are they in jail or you know are they brad are they goo andy who are they (laughs) so so it's nice to see the boys gotten better i'm impressed i'm impressed so um Yeah. yeah that's the episode Paul, I want I want your opinion. So out of oh man, what are we gonna rate this out of? Out of five Tim the Toolman Taylors. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna a- Well, okay, let me just think about it. Um so it's it's a pretty decent episode. Like as mm-hmm. late in the season as it is it seems like it could, again could have been in other parts of the season if not for the little hooks about like the um, the engagement and stuff. Although Helen was uh, notably absent in the episode itself, um, yeah. But 
it seemed like this is the episode where this is basically the latest in the season an episode like this can happen because they've got to start wrapping things up as we get into like the last couple before the season end. Yeah. And it's pretty good. So I'm going to go, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that's my rating awesome. out of five. That's pretty, that's pretty good rating. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I I'm pretty much along the same lines. Um, I like episodes where Clark gets overpowered strength-wise, so he has to think a little bit more outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little disappointed that that altercation wasn't a little bit longer. I always like long boss fights. Like I I'm I like that Elden Ring experience, man. I want to see like. A, a big boss fight, something tricky that, you know, you really got to think out of the box to defeat the guy, right? Like, that's what I like. Yeah, like, you're like, you're like fighting this fucking giant snake and you're kicking its ass and then all of a sudden, it you're like, oh, fuck, this isn't actually the real boss fight because then the snake pulls a fucking sword out of its own mouth and then you're right. like, oh, shit. And yeah. it, there's nothing like that in in, in Smallville. Like, like this, the no. fights are always like, Clark might have like the might not have the upper hand at the beginning, but his main toolkit is throw dude against wall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, he's still very new to it. He's still very young Superman. I know he's not going to be as experienced as he is in like Superman, the animated series. Or Justice League, but, <laughs> yeah, He's not going to pull his like ultimate from like injustice where he like flies <laughs> them into space and then punches them into the earth. No. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. All right, fine then. Uh, that's yeah. how you're going to be, Smallville. Not yet. Um, that being said, I did, I, I, you know, I liked the whole Lana B story because, again, it just gives her more that she has to overcome. Yeah. It gives her a little bit more to her character. Again, it's more self-sacrifice for her. You know, she's yeah. doing things for the better good. It just paints her in, like, a very holy light and she's trying to help Clark and Chloe and all this kind of stuff at, at her own expense. So I'm going to give this one a, Oh God, I don't know if I get, okay. Uh, Yeah. And like, you made up a good point about Lana's thing is like, it's a better use of her character when she is actually dealing with some heavy shit. And like yeah. letting Kristen Crook do some actual acting, uh, as opposed yeah. to like last week where it was sort of like the kind of kind of cringy girl power thing after uh, having to have her almost get raped. Like it's yeah. not that's not a good way to do to serve that character. No, no, exactly. uh, and they did a much better job with her this week. Yeah, she she's much better. Like, don't get me wrong, Kristen Crook can definitely like do a roundhouse. Um, mm-hmm. but she's much better when she's usually like her brain and her emotions and her empathetic side, in my opinion, she's, she's much better utilized as a character in, yeah. in that sense on, on this show. So I really liked it. So yeah, I'm going to give it th- those little Tim, the tool man homages. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess if we were, we were to give it a number, it'd be like a 3.75. Yeah. And I gave it like, I gave it like a 3.25. 
Yeah, that's that's what I got from yours. That's what I yeah. got from yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Paul. So I'm going to go through our our, uh, our socials. And if you want to queue up the, the next episode, mm-hmm. we're going to be reviewing. Um, all right, everybody. So here we go. So you can uh, give us the old follow on the tweet machine on Elon Musk's uh, free speech social service, uh, Twitter, at Save Us Pod. You can follow us individually at GamerMomCA. That's for me. You can also follow Paul at OzLewap um, on the tweet machine. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch and YouTube at GamerMomCA if you would like. Um, I'm actually, if I can do a little bit of shameless self-promotion, um, I'm going to be starting a little uh, YouTube series regarding uh, mental health. So if anybody just feels like they're struggling a little bit and maybe just wants a little bit of, uh, you know, positive reinforcement or some advice. I'm not a licensed therapist, but you know, I've experienced enough. Um, you know, hop on over to my channel in the coming weeks and I'll have some, some good content for you. Um, you can also email us at saveuspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on the anchor system. Um, and what else can I do, Paul? Um, that's kind of it for now. I mean, the thing that, uh, that I wish would be more of a thing, um, would be just, just general feedback. Like if you like the show, uh, even just do do the thing that every podcast tells you to do, go and rate it and review it on iTunes or on Spotify or wherever you're listening to your show. Yeah. If you have friends that like Smallville or like, you know, just silly shit on the internet, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can definitely point them our way. I mean, one, one little episode, one teeny little taste isn't going to hurt them. And I feel um, like yeah. I feel like it's okay. And I don't I don't want to like cast aspersions on like the first season of the show. But if you want what we're doing right now, start with season two. Yeah. Just start with listening to the show with season. And again, if you're listening to this right now, me saying these words, you did not follow that advice. Probably. Um, <laughs> you may have even, this might even be your first episode. And if that's the case, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be giving you guys some more. And once we are finished with uh, season two of Smallville, we may be changing up the show a little bit. We've mm-hmm. got some stuff in the works, but the most important thing that we do want to kind of put forward is that starting next year, we are going to have a Patreon and we are also going to have a Discord. And more information is going to be coming down the works on that. But for now, that's what we'll leave it at. And Paul... Tell us what we're going to be listening to next week. Or actually, sorry, after the new year, 2023, what are we starting with? So once we get to the other side of the end of this year and into 2023, yeah, God, that's the thing is like, we keep doubling down on like, oh, 2020, what what a rough year. I bet you 2021 will be better. Nope. I bet you 2022 will be a banger. Nope. So I've I've stopped I've given I'm up not, on saying that I'm not I'm, just I'm like, not gonna say that I'm just gonna say our show will continue in 2023 uh, probably early in the year we're gonna take a little break for Christmas but when we come back it will be season two episode 21 accelerate oh, Lana thinks. Nice. Lana thinks she sees the ghost of a childhood friend who died years before when she's visited by a 10-year-old girl. So, 
Clark sets out to find out the logical explanation for the incidents. In other developments, Lex prepares for his wedding by meeting with an event coordinator, and Jonathan begins building a crib in anticipation of the new baby. Oh my. Okay, so my, so that was your, uh, the, the TV, TV guide, guide one, right? Yeah. Okay. So Amazon Prime followed to a certain extent. So after Lana is visited by the ghost of her childhood friend, she turns to Clark for help in uncovering the truth. However, Clark realizes that the little girl is actually a kryptonite enhanced clone. And he rushes mm. to save Lana before the revenge seeking child harms her. Meanwhile, Lex learns that Lionel is funding the cloning research. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Um, so that should be pretty awesome. Um, so before we sign off, I do just want to thank everybody for, for following us along for this, this year. Um, I know it's just my first year, but I've had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this podcast and I hope that we get to continue. Yeah. And even if it's not quite Smallville or the same format, I'm just happy. Paul, I have so much fun shooting the shit with you. And it's so much, I think, I think we jive very, very well together with our podcast. Yeah. So I hope that we can continue. Yeah. And like, I, I want to say like the, this second season of this show would not even have happened if not for Ashley. And so I think everybody who has listened to the show since we've started this second season is, um, is lucky that, that you're along for this ride and oh. uh thank you too thanks i say yeah. gold stars for everybody gold stars for us gold stars for the listeners and everybody no matter what holiday you're celebrating whether you're celebrating or not i just hope everyone has a really great next two weeks happy mm -hmm. holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah crazy kwanzaa like whatever you're celebrating you know just enjoy. I hope you get to eat a lot of food and get to relax and chill for a bit and just have, you know, a good start to the new year. Yeah. Don't have high hopes for the new year, but just like, let's just all fucking nobody make any sudden movements and let's just keep our heads down <laughs> and get through it. Fuck. <laughs> and because, and because we won't get to say it uh, until the new year, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. I'm sure 2023 will be 2% less of a smoldering shit show. It will 2%. be it will be 365 days of a year. That's right it will be. And on that note, Paul, for the last time in 2022. Somebody save us. <laughs>